With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 67 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Tiffany Maladin. It's of GratefulGarden.biz. And today we are talking with the one and only Mary Showman and the delightful Dana Trentini of Hypothyroid Mom about healthy pregnancies. Pretty much. We're going to cover it all. <laughs> all things pregnancy, right? If you've yep. missed any of the Thyroid Nation Radio podcasts, you can very, very easily download and listen to them at your leisure on iTunes, Stitcher, and Acast. Yeah, there's lots of places to listen to us now. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, baby. <laughs> yeah, whoops. It just so happens. I don't know. It's crazy. Okay, well, this woman really needs no introduction, and she's a friend, and I've met her, and she's fantastic, and she's been on the show several times, Mary Showman. She's a New York Times bestselling author of 12 books on hormonal health, diet, and autoimmune disease. She has served as the About.com expert on thyroid health since 1997, the year I got married. That'll be easy to remember from now on. She's a Huffington (laughs) Post blogger. She's on the faculty of the New York Open Center, the nation's top holistic health center, she really is uh, a lot more than all of that and does so much. And, gosh, it, I only know a bit of all of her busy things that she's doing right now. I can't even believe she has time to talk to us today. So excited. <laughs> I know, and, right? And, right, 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 right. And we have Dana Trentini, who is the founder of the blockbuster blog, Hypothyroid Mom. Needs really no introduction. She is the winner of two... 2014 Legal Health Activist Awards and co-author with Mary of Your Healthy Pregnancy with Thyroid Disease, A Guide to Fertility, Pregnancy, and Postpartum Wellness. And we're so excited to talk to both of them. Seriously, like just just can't even believe they're both going to be here. And I think they're both with us. So let's get this thyroid nation thriving. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. So excited to be here. Hi. Hi, guys. It's so, Hi. so wonderful to be on your radio show. Congratulations on all this the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hi, Mary. What's up? Oh, well, <laughs> lots up and lots lots cooking, and uh, we're very excited. The book is now available and shipping, and Dana and I have both held copies in our hands, and so we're really excited to start getting the word out and uh, empowering women to have healthy babies because what else in the world is more important than raising and bringing up the next generation? So it's a it's an honor for us to be with you to help talk about this and thank you for for giving us an opportunity to help spread the word. Absolutely, and I have to tell you it's funny because I met a woman yesterday who's seven weeks pregnant and I can't help it, and I just want to ask them about their thyroid every time I meet somebody. I'm like, have you had yes, your thyroid me checked? Too. Are you okay? <laughs> you know, like it's just the first thing I want to say. 
Well, say it. That's what it's all about. It's word of mouth, and it's women empowering women and women sharing their stories with other women so that, uh, and because this is why Dana and I wrote this book, we don't want other women to have to go through the pain of infertility or miscarriages or difficult pregnancies or postpartum misery. And every person that any one of us speaks to and anyone we can empower with that information is one less woman who's going to have to struggle and far fewer babies that are going to suffer or struggle or never be brought into this world when they're supposed to be here. In fact, I have a really interesting story. I, I, I was just thinking about what you said when you see pregnant ladies. Well, I had this experience where um, postpartum with my first son when I, oh, I didn't know I had hypothyroidism and I was like drop dead fatigue. I couldn't keep my eyes open. It was a struggle just to take him to the park. And I remember um, my back started arching forward like I was 90 years old. And I happened to be leafing through some photos of my son when he was one. And I said, what happened to my back? I look like I'm 100. And the fatigue was so heavy. I was undiagnosed, didn't know I had a problem. And my back was so heavy that, like, the fatigue was showing visibly on my body. Now, years later, I'm well. I've you know, got great thyroid treatment. I'm feeling well. I'm in a cab in New York City, and I see this mom. She's pushing a newborn in a stroller. Her back is arched over. I yell out the window, lady, got your thyroid tested. Now, people must have thought I was some lunatic screaming out of the taxi, but I thought, how many postpartum women, um, as well as pregnant women and women wanting to get pregnant, are having this issue and they just don't know. And they're walking around with no idea there's a danger to their child, there's a danger to themselves, and the reason why they can't wake up in the morning and they're struggling every day, and people just don't know about it. So it's so great to spread awareness here on your radio show. Well, and the crazy thing and is, is it's such an easy... An easy fix, you know, I mean, as far as someone monitoring it and, you know, people can feel better so quickly. So I think that's even more frustrating for the four of us and, and how many times women just get told, oh, you're just tired, you know, you're you're nursing mm-hmm. and you're tired. And so all of these symptoms just get shoveled off onto the side as being you're just pregnant or yes. you just had a newborn instead of really, you know, saying to the doctor, listen, you know, just check this, right? What's it going to hurt? Do some do some testing, and we could rule it out, and then you can tell me. But right now, you know, exactly. um, I think there's many women that suffer needlessly, which is I'm so excited for this book. I can't even tell you. <laughs> so well, exciting. we are we are too, and you know, one of the things that that uh, is so frustrating to, to both Dana and and me is the issue of women going through infertility treatments because you know we have a lot of people that now that are starting their uh, families a little bit later in life, and so they already are behind the behind the game, so to speak, because you know when you're starting your families in your 30s, you're already dealing with some hormonal shifts, and some of these women try for months and you know years, and then they finally say, well, I better go get infertility treatment, and then they go into a situation where there's no insurance, there's no coverage, it's all out of pocket, and we're talking about a lot of money, $15,000 a month for um, in vitro cycles and assisted reproduction and hormone shots and all of these types of things. 
And I can't tell you how many women Dana and I have both spoken to who went through months of different cycles of assisted reproduction and laid out sometimes their life savings or took out loans, and no one had ever checked their thyroid at any point Mm -hmm. in the process, and they had failed implantations or they weren't able to get pregnant, and then they, they have a a eureka moment or they've talked to Dana or or me or they've read something that we've written at our site and they think, wait a minute, I better check my thyroid. And then they get their thyroid sorted out. And I I have a, you know, a whole file of emails of women that said, you're not going to believe this. I got pregnant all on my own and I just had a healthy baby or I'm nine months pregnant. I'm getting ready to deliver soon. And these women were able to go on and have perfectly healthy pregnancies and healthy babies simply because no one had ever checked their thyroid, and once they got it sorted out, everything happened the way it was supposed to naturally. <laughs> and I hear, I hear from women, you know, to tag on to, to Mary's comment about infertility, I hear heartbreaking stories from women that never could have children. They went through nine miscarriages, stillbirths, and are have have no children. They're now fifty, and they're finding hypothyroid mom, or they're they're finding Mary, they're finding thyroid nation, they're finding you guys on your radio show, and they're and they find out that they have a thyroid problem, and then they realize that I'm like talking always about thyroid and pregnancy, and they and uh, like they have a light bulb moment. Oh my God, are you trying to tell me I don't have children right now right. because no one thought to test my thyroid? I mean, this changes families' lives. It. it it is so heartbreaking. You can feel the weight of their sadness when they're commenting or messaging me. I can feel the weight of it because the time has passed them. They're 50, 60, right. and it changed their whole life. And so hopefully we can change lives, and that doesn't have to happen to uh, um, as many people as it is happening to. It's, it's heartbreaking. That really is, and that's a kind of a backwards flower field moment, I'll have to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, it's so poignant. I mean, truly, can you imagine the women who, no. who really could never have children because of, you know, not, I say simple, but, you know, simple thyroid, but it's not simple, but simple. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just that one thing. I mean, oh, I just got goosebumps. It's kind of mm-hmm. a backwards flower field moment. I'm just going to sit with that for just a second. And then, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I want to ask you, there are so many people that you have touched, and and your site is amazing, and I can't imagine he doesn't know your story, but we've got you on the phone, and um, I think it's important to share. Would you would you mind telling us, you know, your backstory um, a little bit? Absolutely. I... I, I had something happen to me that, that um, you know, I, I, I'm coming full circle. There is a reason I created Hypothyroid Mom. People wonder, you know, what, what is the reason you did that? I have family and friends that said, you know, you never talked about wanting to start a blog. What happened? And I have to tell you, I feel like I was destined to do this. I... And back in 2006, I had my first son, and I was so unwell. I couldn't figure out why I couldn't keep my eyes open. I left my high-paying job because I couldn't function properly. 
Um, everyone told me, you're just a new mom, everything is okay. I was finally diagnosed with hypothyroidism a year after he was born. I still wasn't feeling great, you know. I had the hair loss and the fatigue and the weight gain, but I trusted. I had doctors in New York City that I figured they knew what they were doing, and they were telling me that it wasn't my thyroid. I must just be getting older, I figure. I get pregnant again, and... Again, my doctors have awards on their walls, but I'm not feeling good. You know, I get this toxic feeling in my body that something is not right. I kept complaining to the doctor's offices, help me, I don't feel good. My response was, you're pregnant. You're tired because you're pregnant. I said, well, what about the hair loss? What about I'm gaining weight really fast? Like, what about I don't feel good? I've got constipation. My heels and my feet are cracked. I don't feel good. Something doesn't feel right. And I got shut down every time I would say it that I stopped saying it and I miscarried. It wasn't until after that miscarriage I had a feeling that something wasn't right. I began digging through guidelines of thyroid to figure out what was going on. And I found out that the Endocrine Society at that time had already published guidelines that the TSH in pregnancy was supposed to be below 25 for a woman with thyroid disease getting pregnant in the first trimester and 3.0, less than 3.0 in the second and third, mine had reached up to 10. And my doctors didn't know oh about these guidelines. They'd never read them. And I was so angered that something as simple as that. Now, we talk about all the time on all our sites that TSH is not the only thing. It's not the, you know, it's not the only piece of thyroid but that one piece of information, that one recommendation could have saved my child. And I was so infuriated. I was so enraged that I created Hypothyroid Mom. Here I was, a woman who could barely, you know, turn on a computer. I didn't know a lot about Facebook or Twitter. Or, I didn't even know what Google Plus was. And now <laughs> I was starting some because I was just so angry. And I, I, I hear from women now who have all these multiple miscarriages, these stillbirths. They go on to have children with autism and ADHD. They go on to have preemie babies, and they have no idea that their thyroid could be the reason. And I felt like somebody needs to tell people. We need to tell people, and that's what the book is all about. It's very exciting to write it with Mary because Mary is the person who helped me go on to have my second son, Hudson, when all the doctors told me, you know what, you're too unwell. You shouldn't get pregnant again. You're just going to lose your baby. You know, you're going to be so unwell. And Mary helped me go on to have my second son. So miracles do happen. And the point of the book is to bring about all the miracle babies that all the doctors tell us that we can't have when we really can if we have the right information. So it's, it's a dream come true for me to be here and to, to have written a book that I dreamt about. It's very exciting. You know, every time, mm. Dana, I hear that TSH of 10, I, I, the hair stands up on the back of my neck. I just think, how is that even possible for a well-trained, yes. you know, well-educated physician to, to, to allow that? That's just, every time I hear that, I just think, you know, oh, my gosh. It's just well, too and, much. Well, There's another a, reverse flower field. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. You know, here Dana is in New York City, which we think mm-hmm. of as one of the top centers in the world for little Mm -hmm. in in the world and if you're going to assume your doctor knows what they're doing you know new york city is going to be the place you're going to do it i mean if you're out in the hinterlands with a gp 
maybe you figure, mm-hmm. well, my doctor's not going to be up on everything uh, the latest, but Dana was seeing top doctors, top obstetricians, right. top endocrinologists, and everybody was like, yeah, okay, it's just you're pregnant and you're tired and you're not feeling well, and so, you know, go home and rest a little bit. And, when you know, we, and we think about all the women out there who aren't even having access necessarily to the best doctors in the world. And this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you could pick from, from 20 doctors that are on the top lists all over the country. And, you know, these people are, are having to deal with their HMOs or their local mm-hmm. uh, obstetrician, and they right. don't have a lot of options, but, you know, they're trusting their doctors to know what they're doing. People in big cities are trusting their doctors. And the sad fact is that the endocrinologists don't know much about pregnancy, and the obstetricians don't know much about thyroid. And Mm -hmm, the combination of the two leaves women in this limbo where no one really knows what to do to help us get pregnant and in a healthy way and maintain a healthy pregnancy and manage a postpartum period with the thyroid being an important factor that's looked at at all steps of the way. And that's one of the one of the sad truths, but we have to be the miracle makers. We have to be the ones that are empowering ourselves to be informed and then to go out and seek those physicians and practitioners who understand already what's going on and and ensure with them through being an empowered patient that we're going to get the proper treatment and the proper uh, understanding of what really is going on. So let's take an example. Let's take an example real quick. Uh, Mary, let me ask you, uh, for the listeners, I don't feel well, I'm pregnant, my doctor says everything is fine, what do I do? Do I go in? What do I demand? Well, the, the, first, the first thing I would say is uh, to either, you know, pick up a copy of the book or, you know, visit our website and get a good checklist of risks and symptoms for thyroid issues and fill that out for yourself and make a copy to bring with you to your doctor's appointment. And because doctors like data, they like data more than an emotional explanation. Part of the problem that Dana probably ran into and that millions of women run into is when we go in and say, I don't feel well, I'm tired. Doctors hear that as an emotional symptom rather than a specific data point. So if you can go in and say, look, I'm sleeping 12 hours a night and I'm still exhausted or I'm gaining three pounds a week, seven of my pregnancy, then they start to say, oh, wait a minute, numbers. Okay, I can relate to that. And if you go in with a checklist and you say, look, I really want to get a comprehensive thyroid panel. I want TSH. I want free T4. I want free T3. And I want thyroid antibodies at minimum to get a picture of what's going on with my thyroid. Uh, in many cases, the doctors will either agree to do it to just get you off their case or, you know, to, to shuffle you off. Or if you run into some serious resistance, one of the tricks that I have, especially if you're in an HMO or with an insurance company that's very fussy, is I want the doctor to then sign and date that paperwork and say, I, I love that. A, you know, <laughs> a, love uh, that. a thyroid test to this patient, and I want it in the medical chart. And most of the time the doctors will back down on that. But if you Shake really up run bit, out of right. options, yeah, exactly. And if you run out of options there, then the next step is if you have to and you're in one of the 45 states in the United States that allow it or you're in other countries where you can do things by mail order, then you order your own blood test panel. 
and that can be done, and we have links on how to do that at our website, thyroidpregnancybook.com. But you can order your own panel exactly the way I described it. We even have it organized all in one panel, and you can get your own blood work back so that you can have that information, and then you can usually take that to a like-minded who will understand the implications of these test results and take action with you. Uh, but it, it, it's a lot of work. Patients have to do a lot of work. And it's a new paradigm. People think, oh, I go to the doctor, the doctor tells me what to do, and then I get the information and life goes on. And these days, it's not enough. You have to be informed. You have to ask the questions. You have to push. Sometimes you have to do a little hardball with them to get them to do what you need to do. But And it seems unfair. People say, well, I didn't go to medical school. I'm not the doctor. Why should I have to do it? And I'd say, look, that's a fact of life in today's medical systems with HMOs and insurance. Everybody's trying to keep you from spending money or getting tests, and you're going to have to do battle for yourself. But, you know, when you're a mama bear, and I don't care if you're a mama bear who hasn't even had a baby yet, that motherly instinct should kick in, and you're going to go to battle for that for that baby who's yet to be or the baby that's in you and growing or the baby that you've just had and you can't take care of that baby because you're exhausted, that's when your mother bear needs to come out strong and fight for you and your baby and everyone's health because if we have an unhealthy mother, we're going to have an unhealthy baby and we're not going to have the energy to bond with the baby or we're not even going to get to see that baby because things aren't going to go right in the early pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So let's 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 jump into that uh, for the listeners as well. And uh, Dana, how about you answer this? Tell us some pregnancy complications that could very well be related to uh, thyroid issues. Well, the, the list scares me, um, but I, I know gonna, I know I'm going to say them very slowly. Um, I'm going to say them very slowly because when I was doing the research to help myself, I remember just trembling as I looked through the research and found studies and studies on all these various pregnancy complications, everything from miscarriage, stillbirth, infertility, maternal anemia, preeclampsia, placental abruption, postpartum hemorrhage, premature delivery, low birth weight of your child, um, ADHD in the infant, autism in the child. Um, I had read things about birth defects, which I remember was um, caused a great amount of conflict. And but there's research that's linking it to so many things that are that harm the mother, that harm the child. We lose our babies. We have babies that have issues after all because a mother's thyroid is not tested, all because a mother's thyroid is not optimally treated during pregnancy, and it just pisses me off. And what pisses me <laughs> off more about it is not even just reading the research, but then when I post something about thyroid and pregnancy, the comments pour in the people that talk about the nine miscarriages they had. I mean, who wants to go through nine miscarriages? I don't even know how oh that happens in today's world that nine miscarriages can happen to one person. I hear from people with global developmental delays in their children and various birth defects and severe autism and somewhere on the spectrum of autism and ADHD, which, you know, and I say to myself, what in the world is going on that these babies are struggling all because of a flawed medical system that doesn't have universal thyroid screening in pregnancy. 
And that means the patient has to know to fight for themselves. But if so many of them don't even know to fight for themselves, because a lot of them are not even diagnosed, then they don't know to fight for it. So it just makes me really angry. I think we need to have policies in place that protect protect babies. Because right. if, if, let's say, we look at the statistics, the Thyroid Federation International once stated that there were up to 300 million thyroid patients around the world, that over half of them are undiagnosed. I'm sure that number is far greater. But even if we go by that number, if half of them are undiagnosed, half of them and most of them are women, many of them will be childbearing age, don't know to fight for thyroid testing. The rest that know they have it, many of them are with doctors that, uh, like mine, who might be really well-trained, but they don't have a clue about thyroid and pregnancy, and they're leaving right. their patients not optimally treated. So we've got millions and millions of women that are that don't know to fight for their babies, and they just don't know how to fight for them. And it makes me so, me so angry. And thyroid testing is not mandatory in a pregnancy screening, correct? Well, correct, and that's you know, a big part of the book is there's been so much debate among the endocrinology world around the world about including thyroid testing in the first um, blood testing for a pregnant woman, but they never come to the conclusion of, yes, let's do it. They're, they'll have votes and the you know vast majority of, of them will say yes, but then they'll say, well, let's just do it by case study. So if you find a woman has symptoms, then test them. But so many doctors are not knowledgeable enough in thyroid that that case study, that case finding approach isn't going to work because we don't have, we have an army of uninformed doctors, so they don't even know what to look for. So that approach doesn't work for me. What works for me is we have universal thyroid screening in pregnancy, and that way every pregnant woman will have that testing. But honestly, I'll tell you the real truth. The real truth is by the time you go to your first, you know, visit with your OBGYN, that's around eight, nine weeks pregnancy, I would have lost my babies by then. So my, the reason is, is that TSH can rise very rapidly in pregnancy. And as soon as like, you know, third week of pregnancy, you could have lost your baby because your TSH rises that rapidly. One of the greatest tips that Mary gave me, I did some consultation services with Mary when I was trying to get pregnant with my second son. And she said, get boxes and boxes of pregnancy tests. As soon as you start trying to conceive, the goal you have is to determine when you are pregnant as soon as possible and go in for your thyroid screening as soon as possible because most often women with hypothyroidism and thyroid disease will need increases in their medication. That piece of information saved my son because had I waited to the 10-week appointment my OBGYN wanted me to wait for, I would have lost my baby because my TSH rose by the fourth week of pregnancy. It was already well above 2.5. So I guess Mm. what I wish would happen is that thyroid testing was part of any woman who wishes to conceive before they start trying to conceive, I'd like to see that done. But if at least we could have it as early as possible in pregnancy, I'd be happy. But I would really like to see three things. One is when the woman wants to start trying to conceive, you do a thyroid screening. In the first um, visit with your OBGYN, you have a thyroid screening and then postpartum. And I want to tell you something about postpartum because when I went for my first postpartum visit with my OBGYN, 
I remember after my first son was born, I remember complaining of insomnia, weight gain, fogginess of my head. My memory was going on me, fatigue that I couldn't keep my eyes open, aches and pain in my body. The heels of my feet were cracked to bleeding. My hair was falling out in clumps, clogged in my shower, every single shower. And I I said this, what happened to me is, I was passed prescriptions for sleeping pills and antidepressants. And I turned and I said, something is wrong with me. Something is physically wrong with me. It can't just be these prescriptions. I got the other things, the hair loss. And then, you know, she shook her head and I laughed and I said, I'm not going to take it. I know this is really important. And I believe a lot of women have postpartum depression and really need this. I want to give myself a week or two to find out what's going on. And then I'm going to contact you and we can talk about these antidepressants again. She said, all right, hold on to the prescription. What happened to me is I ended up in the emergency room with kidney stones soon after. And the doctor in the oh, ER my. said, this is so strange. Why? A healthy woman who eats well has kidney stones. And thank God that doctor tested my thyroid and found that I had hypothyroidism. Otherwise, I'm sure today I would be on antidepressants all these years later. I'd be on sleeping pills. I probably, you know, would have continued to gain my weight. I'd probably be half bald by now. I'd probably not have my second son. Because how in the world would I have been healthy enough to get pregnant again? So the, the ramifications, like, the ramifications of that postpartum time, I wish all postpartum women also got tested because so many of them are struggling and they don't even know that they have a thyroid issue either. Wow. Can you see how passionate we are about this? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, it's just like my heart is beating like a mile a mile a minute. Well, and, yeah, and I was going to ask, you know, I was going to ask Mary, you know, about postpartum, and you pretty much covered it, but can you imagine – Seriously, I mean, you know, here you have this book that for people who want to conceive and and people who are pregnant, but then then there's that whole postpartum section. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a really big deal. I mean, there are so many people walking around right now who aren't even thinking to to ask questions. They're just they're just mm-hmm. not. They're just not doing it, and they're on antidepressants. And I was on antidepressants, and uh, you know, and, and was pushed that, and didn't even question. It mm-hmm. really it is. It does make your angry i have i have to agree well, <laughs> i have to wholeheartedly agree with that and the, the sad part about it or and the difficult part about it is that even if you have no thyroid problems at all the period after you deliver is a very dramatic hormonal time because we're we're going into delivery with very high levels of estrogen and progesterone and you have uh, childbirth, and then within 24 to 48 hours, those levels of hormones absolutely flatline. They tank, and it takes many months for that hormones to go back to normal under regular circumstances. And what happens is uh, even for a woman who doesn't have a thyroid condition, that period can be a trigger. That hormonal shift, that dramatic shift in our hormones can be the trigger factor that destabilizes the thyroid. And then we get all of those symptoms of fatigue, the weight gain, the hair loss, the inability to breastfeed. And uh, a lot of doctors and even midwives and doulas and breastfeeding advocates will say, oh, well, this is not uncommon after pregnancy. And, you know, you need to 
do this for lactation or you need to take an antidepressant for a thing. Or, of course, you're tired because you just had a new baby. Because even if you don't have a thyroid condition, a lot of those symptoms can be pretty, uh, pretty tough for some women who've just had a baby. But when it destabilizes your thyroid or you've had a thyroid condition going into it and they're not in very aggressively to optimize your thyroid right after delivery, you are facing a double whammy, the double whammy of normal after, uh, you know, after childbirth and postpartum types of symptoms, then complicated by a complete shutdown of your endocrine system and fatigue and all of these signs and symptoms. And you, I, you, you may be trying to breastfeed and you can't breastfeed and then your baby's not gaining weight and you're exhausted as it is. And then you have a baby who's fussy because they're hungry and you're trying and you're not getting any rest. And that just then further exhausts your adrenals, which then pulls on your thyroid even more. And you don't have enough estrogen and progesterone. And so it becomes a vicious cycle of hormonal imbalance that can really put you into a tailspin. And this is such an important time. Of course, we're going to be tired, but we also want to have enough energy to enjoy the baby and bond with the baby and produce enough milk if we want to breastfeed. And we're struggling on every level with these issues. And in some cases, even for women with thyroid conditions, no one tells them to prepare for the roller coaster after childbirth and to jump on top of it right from the start to try to ensure that they have good milk supply and energy and all of the hormones start to fall back into place. So it becomes a a very, very difficult situation and to a lot of women postpartum who have thyroid conditions and their doctors are still not on top of it and they are struggling with every symptom in the book on top of being new mothers. And that's just an impossible situation to face. You feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Right. I, you know, it's interesting. I had a, an acquaintance, it's a friend of a friend, who was clearly going through a, a bizarre postpartum uh, thyroiditis, and she was going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth to the emergency room and to um, cardiac specialists. And uh, it was amazing to me how many people were not catching that. <laughs> You know, and mm-hmm. everyone was just kind of chalking it up to the fact that she was losing her mind. It was it was terrible. Like I just, you know, standing back and making mention, and then of course she would go to the doctor and mention it, and they'd say no, no, something else. But they had her all over the place, mm-hmm. and then in the long run, turned out to be a, a postpartum thyroiditis. But it was horrible. I mean, honestly, this woman was literally tortured uh, with no answers. You know, there were right. emergency yeah. rooms. She even had to go to multiple emergency rooms because they thought she was more of a psychiatric patient and it was clearly there in the numbers you know right he would uh email me and ask me you know what do i look for now and it was absolutely unbelievable i mean i imagine uh you guys probably have heard situations like that but you know it kind of reminds me of of dana's tsh of 10 you're like how can they miss this how can you know trauma trained emergency trained people miss these types of things and Mm-hmm. Uh, it was terrible, just terrible. Well, and you, and you brought up the issue of a postpartum thyroiditis, and because we're talking a lot about postpartum uh, hypothyroidism or or a slowdown of the thyroid, but there is a subset of women whose thyroid becomes very inflamed after delivery, and they can move into a period of hyperthyroidism, or in some cases, cycle between hyper and hypo. But some women right, will which have is what a she was doing, couple. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. They'll have a couple months of hyper, and these women will be almost manic, and mm-hmm. they're yeah. gonna dro- they drop the baby weight like nobody's business. They have insomnia. They're jittery. Their heart goes fast. They, they have heart palpitations, sometimes even atrial fibrillation. And, uh, you know, try walking around with your heart beating 120 beats a minute all the time. I'm no sleep. And you will have manifestations that appear to be psychiatric because you're so mm-hmm. anxious and your body, you know, you've got adrenaline and cortisol coursing through your bloodstream because your system is on full overdrive. It's like going in the car and slamming on the gas and, you know, your body doesn't know what to do with this. And oftentimes these women are also overlooked as having some sort of either, you're, oh, you're anxious or you're a new mother and you're having anxiety attacks or panic attacks or panic disorder. And instead they're missing the fact that the thyroid has gone into temporary overdrive and is putting them in a very hyperthyroid state. So the mm-hmm. opposite ha- can happen as well. It's not always just the hair loss and the fatigue and the depression. It can be a almost manic uh, state where you can't sleep, you're dropping weight like nobody's business, and you're running on overdrive 24-7, and you, you can feel like you're jumping out of your skin. And so, right. you know, we want to make sure that women understand that that also can be a sign that thyroid is going haywire and you can develop thyroiditis during pregnancy but it's more common to see it uh, manifest after delivery and it can start and stop up to a year after delivery so even if you're six months out and you've been feeling pretty pretty fine if all of this starts up six months after delivery it's still relevant to go get your thyroid checked because you could be moving into a postpartum thyroiditis as your hormones start to try to shift back into the normal level. So that's exactly right. what happened. That's exactly that's what happened important. to me. I thought I thought I'd mentioned that I, I had I thought my symptoms were so bizarre um, because I had exactly what Marion's describing. I had a phase of hyperthyroidism right after my son was first son was born. I dropped weight dramatically. I had the shaking hands. I got the insomnia. Um, I had the, the the anxiety and the trembling, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. But then I shifted into hypothyroidism, and I, there, then the reverse, then I got the hypothyroid symptoms. And so I decided to do some research on postpartum thyroiditis, and that's the most classic. That's the most classic pattern of first you go through a few months of hyperthyroidism, then it shifts into hypothyroidism. But then there's also those that are that become hypothyroid and stay hypothyroid. But there's also the opposite of those that stay that become hyperthyroid and stay hyperthyroid. So there's those three different patterns. And what I read is, you know, that many of them then shift back to normal after that postpartum period. But the reality is that we don't all shift back to normal, as sadly happens to me. And I wanted to mention that there, they say that there are three times in a woman's life when she's most vulnerable to develop a thyroid condition. And like, think about this. It's, it's teen, um, um, puberty, uh, pregnancy, and then perimenopause, menopause. And if you think about that, that's when a woman's sex hormones are shifting, right? And we talk right. a lot at, you know, on our, our websites about the connections between thyroid hormones, sex hormones, and that connection. And if you think about the shifting in those three different times, that's when you're most vulnerable. And what I want to say to people that are listening is 
to also be watching yourself in perimenopause, menopause. I know we're talking about pregnancy, but I'm now, you know, shifting into the perimenopause phase, and I feel like my symptoms are worsening at this time. I also want people to be watching their teenagers because during that puberty, um, I know that for myself, I believe I had symptoms since I was a baby. And if I look back, I remember a worsening at puberty, but no one thought to test my thyroid. It wasn't until finally after, you know, I I struggled so badly after my first son was born, but I really think I was struggling all along, but no one thought to check me. Um, So checking children and and adolescents, I think, is so important. And and, and part of um, the awareness that I try to spread also is we're not thinking about children and teenagers as having a thyroid condition because there's this generalization that it's older women. But, no, it's not just older women. There are children, there are men, there are women at all ages. So, so important that it's, so it hits people and it's a very broad, broad, uh, it hits people and, and all sexes and all races and, so yeah, not to not to forget that it isn't just the older women that are getting this. It can be anyone, including newborns, to be watching for right. symptoms. And I'm you know, pretty we, sure we, that I I'm pretty sure that I um I had thyroid issues and and wasn't checked. I'm I'm pretty sure when I hit puberty, that that I have so many symptoms. You know, when I go through and look at the list, and I'm thinking, wow, way back then, and my mom had thyroid problems and was on mm-hmm. thyroid medication. At no one time. helps check you. Yeah, and this oh. and that's an important. That's a really important point because um, a lot of you know when you go in to give your medical history to your doctor, they ask about family history of cancer and diabetes, but they very rarely ask about family history of autoimmune disease or thyroid right. disease, and a lot of us don't even know. You know, we might have heard grandma had glandular problems after, you know, Uncle Bob was born. Or, oh, look at Betty, you know, got gained 50 pounds after her last baby. And you'll hear about glandular issues or weight gain or so-and-so always had a tough time after every pregnancy. She would take to her bed and, you know, we don't know why. And you'll hear all these kind of vague family stories. Or in some cases, you may know that your mother or your sister or your grandma had a family and you have a family history of thyroid conditions, well, if you have family history of thyroid or autoimmune disease, it doesn't have to be a thyroid condition, but if there's family history of MS or rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or any of the hundred different conditions that fall into the autoimmune category, you are at a higher risk as well of thyroid, especially if it's female uh, relatives and first degree relatives like parents, children, and siblings. And so we want we want those women to realize that they are at much greater risk, and so they are really they should really be preparing to understand everything from the start as if they had a thyroid problem, so that they can be on top of it from the get go. And you know, Dana had mentioned about the uh, the cycling of postpartum thyroiditis, where people go in and they get hyper, and then they sort of go hypo and then they regulate and get back to normal and they may even be in a state where they don't need medication and they're feeling fine again but that means that if they get pregnant again or let's say they don't have any more children but they go into perimenopause they are at much higher risk thyroid problems again in subsequent pregnancies or during their perimenopause and menopause phase so they need to be very very clear that they have this risk factor, make their doctors aware of it, and anytime symptoms pop up, then they want to make sure that they are asking for those complete panels to check in on it because 
if you have a thyroid condition during one pregnancy or two pregnancies, you're very likely to have it again, and it's oftentimes going to convert into a full-scale thyroid problem that isn't going to go away after the baby is born. So we want to make sure that women realize that that is also a risk factor for future pregnancies and for any periods of hormonal change going forward in life. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I do want to mention uh, before the radio show ends, uh, something so important is to mention Hashimoto's. You know, the statistics are out there that 90% of people with hypothyroidism actually have the autoimmune condition Hashimoto's, and yet thyroid antibodies are often not tested. Um, This flips me out because the number of people that find out that they have Hashimoto's just by being on the hypothyroid mom Facebook page is like a crazy thing. I, I really should do like, you know, I should do a, you know, a vote. Like how many of you found out you had Hashimoto's from this page? And I bet the majority of them have because no one, the doctors aren't thinking to test them for those thyroid antibodies. And what's right. disturbing about that is that Hashimoto's is more than a thyroid condition. It's an autoimmune condition. And there are so many things like dietary changes and nutrient deficiencies and, you know, calming the immune attack that could be done if people knew they had an autoimmune condition, which is another important point about it is that I hear from so many people with Hashimoto's that also have multiple autoimmune diseases, not just Hashimoto's. So they, you know, approach me with lupus and, you know, all the various autoimmune conditions, and they don't realize that once you have one autoimmune condition, you're more vulnerable to develop the others. And so you find, I find so many people that now have many of them, and they don't realize there's a connection, and no one's looking at the autoimmune part of it. So it's so important, thyroid peroxidase antibodies and thyroglobulin antibodies, if I had my wish I would have thyroid testing that went beyond TSH. I would include free T4, free T3, reverse T3 for Hashimoto's thyroid peroxidase antibodies and thyroglobulin antibodies. And I would also do for Graves' disease thyroid antibodies also. So you see, for me, I think that the the medical world is just focusing on TSH, which might have saved my child, but it doesn't give the whole picture. And so, so the world needs to look beyond TSH and think about the full spectrum of testing so that we catch everybody, um, including those with Hashimoto's. I, didn't, I, I wanted to make sure that the radio show didn't end without us mentioning, mentioning that because it's so important. You, you, were reading, you were reading my mind. I wanted just to let mm-hmm. both of you ladies talk because both of you are just powerhouses of information. But mm-hmm. just, I wasn't going to let you go without that just from my oh, own good. personal experience with HELP syndrome. Um, that I had with my my first child, uh, that has shown uh, relationship to thyroid antibodies alone. So the TSH and T4 can all look very normal, and just the presence of the antibodies alone uh, have have shown to be in relationship with that. So I wasn't going to let you go without that. Yes. And And it's also... It's also a factor in infertility, you know, because you can have normal thyroid levels, but if your antibodies are elevated, that inflammation and that autoimmune activity can make it much more difficult to get pregnant. And they've shown that even small doses of thyroid medication can help bring those antibodies down and make conception and healthy pregnancy much more likely. So even in women who don't test abnormal on those regular blood tests, if the antibodies are high, that alone can be a fertility factor that can, in some cases, be corrected. Right. And Which so is many interesting because a lot of doctors won't treat, even if there's elevated thyroid antibodies, if the TSH is in the normal range. But we always talk about how that normal range is way too broad 
um, right. especially for, for thyroid patients that are pregnant, these ranges are very broad. We all fall, you know, I always think that there's an optimal level for each person. So I can't tell you that what's optimal for me right. is going to be right for you. We all have to find out what, where in the spectrum, where in the ranges we feel are best. One tip I have for you is, is um, I really wanted to know, I wanted to understand my thyroid condition before I got pregnant. If there's one tip I have for anyone planning to conceive is wait. Wait until you are thyroid healthy. And in that time, um, keep a record of your lab results because I found it so fascinating to watch every lab result that I got and I would record on the top of the lab result, I feel fantastic today or I felt awful. This is awful. I had, you know, migraines this, these days. Then I found out what dosage of medication and where in the ranges I felt my best. And I discovered that for myself, my free T3 needs to be in the top quarter of the normal range for me to feel well. If it's in the middle or the bottom, I feel like crap. And like when I say crap, I mean like I have migraines that I can't manage during the day. And so you can put me in the normal range, but if I'm not at the top, I don't feel good. And that was a revelation. That one piece of information really has saved me from struggle because now I know. I know where I need to be. And you all, everybody needs to know where they need to be in those ranges. And those ranges can also change over time. I'm finding in perimenopause, I need to be a little bit higher up on that higher up in the top of the range than I did, you know, five years ago, for example. So we can shift also over time. But so important to know, you know your own body. It is. And two two really quick points before we let you lovely, amazing ladies go. You know, number one is is always listen to your own body. If you don't feel well and if you're not due for your thyroid testing yet, go mm-hmm. in and tell your doctor, I don't feel right. Let's draw it and see what's going on. And the second thing is real quick, just to add to uh, both of your suggestions of testing, you know, B12, vitamin D, and ferritin in particular, pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, pregnancy, post-pregnancy, those are three things that can absolutely rock the world uh, of a thyroid uh, patient that don't frequently get tested. Yeah, so I had to throw my two cents in there. I hope you gals don't mind. (laughs) No, absolutely. And one of the things that we have in the book is, very easy to follow checklist for every stage, preconception, early pregnancy, during your pregnancy, and postpartum. And we, we give you a list of all of the thyroid tests and the nutritional tests, iodine levels, uh, all of the, you know, the um, selenium levels, magnesium, uh, ferritin, all yeah. these important nutrients that need to be optimized for fertility, pregnancy, and healthy postpartum. And so you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to spend five years studying it like Dana and I have followed lists and plans that you can just look at and pull out of the book and take to your doctor and say, I need these tests. Or you can go ahead and go to our website and you'll get a list of the tests that you need. And if you need to order them yourself, you can order them uh, very inexpensively and get the blood work back privately for yourself so that you can measure and see where you are at any stage of the process. And most importantly, right, you guys, hope. We all have beautiful, amazing children. Absolutely. Just joy. So don't freak yourself out. Uh, Get the book. Make sure you're well covered. Fabulous prenatal vitamins, and, and you will have a healthy 
pregnancy and healthy babies, right? Absolutely. Yes. That's what it's all about. And. It's all about holding that beautiful baby in your arms and feeling good enough to enjoy that baby that you've brought into this world. Oh, that's a flower Amen. field right there. Powerful <laughs> moment, absolutely. And, you know, I just wanted to say really quick before we wrapped up, I mean, it is a different world. Let's be honest, ladies. You know, 50 years ago, the food supply, things were different. I mean, mm-hmm. you just have to be uh, aware of your body. You've got to pay attention. Your food has pesticides, your life, your computer has bromide, your, everything around you. I mean, it's just different. And your your thyroid gland, you know, what, how it was made millions of years ago or however many years ago you believe, it, it's just different now. Life is just different. The way we live is different. And you've got to be more proactive. And I think, you know, you go out, you get the book, you get more prepared, you pay attention. You just have to listen to your body and you you got to just, you know, advocate for yourself. It's the way the world's going. It's 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 going to happen. That's the way it's headed. So, so people like you guys out there are screaming from the mountaintops, telling people. I mean, it's it's just going to have to keep going that way. And thank you for what you do and your book, and uh, Mary, all of your books. You know, especially um, too. But well, you know, really, the world's <laughs> changing, and we just gotta we just gotta we gotta pay attention. And it's not the same. Yeah. And, and your thyroid does so much. And we, I know Dana and I would both invite people to visit the um, website, which is thyroidpregnancybook.com. We have the introduction, which will leave you in tears, but it will give you hope uh, that Dana wrote. Uh, you can read the whole introduction, inter- introductory chapter of the book. You can see the table of contents. We have resources on the best prenatal vitamins, the books, the practitioners that we're recommending all around the country, where to get the tests, how to order them. All of the information is up at the site, including information on how to get the book. And um, we also have a Facebook page, uh, Thyroid Pregnancy Book, on Facebook, where we welcome people to connect with us and share their stories or ask questions and interact with both of us. And there's also contact information for both Dana and I on how people can get in touch with us. And, you know, we welcome people's stories and experiences. And, you know, we look forward to connecting with people to help them uh, fast forward up the learning curve and get to that place where they're holding those beautiful babies in their arms. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for the work that you guys do. Honestly, just, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you thank for you. having You've us. been wonderful. Oh, this has been fabulous, and uh, we we would love you both, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, and I'm sure we'll chat soon, ladies. Absolutely. We'd, we'd love to, to talk again, and thank you again for having us on uh, because we really are excited about the opportunity to share this message, and hopefully uh, there are going to be some more babies coming into this world because of this information getting into the right hands, and one Yay. one last thing I want to say, Mama Bear, when be, being a mother starts at the moment you start thinking about having that baby. And mm-hmm. so we want we want we want to empower all those mama bears out there to get the information they need to protect their babies and bring those babies into this world. Mm. Hashtag you know, happy mama bears. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Mama bears. <laughs> Lovely <Exactly. no. laughs> Right, and it, to, right. to think about, if you think about, like it gives me goosebumps to think about this radio show, you know, 20 years from now we may hear from a person who was born thanks to the information a mom got from this radio show or that a father got from this radio show. 
And I know that the book will bring about the lives of babies that would have never happened. And those precious lives, I hope one day will reach out to us and let us know, you know, thanks to the book, we are here. And it's really powerful. It gives me chills to think about it, how one radio show could bring about the life of of babies. It's it's really very, it's such a, such a beautiful, so beautiful. Well, I'm just smiling. Thank you, ladies. We will let you go. Um, (laughs) That was a flower-filled moment. I have goosebumps. Dana, Mary, we love you both. Have a fabulous day, and um, go out by the book. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay, you know I'm going to say it. <laughs> I know. Oh, and that's so personal for me, I swear. There are so many times that I felt like I was just going to cry. But, um, know. you know, four healthy babies and, you know, never never believe someone telling you that it can't be done because it can and you can be educated and proactive and have the book, Arsenal of Information, and have wonderful, healthy pregnancies, healthy babies. And they pay it forward. Like Dana was saying, that's so amazing, right? Ah. Oh. I love it. I mean, really, it was a flower-filled moment. You know, Dana closed pretty perfectly. It was how wonderful to, to you know, would it be to hear from healthy babies in the future. And uh, that was fabulous. You know, and it, it made me think, you know, during the show that <clears throat> there are women out there that have kids that have issues and, you know, could very well have been their thyroid. And so for those of those, you know, for those moms out there as well, you know, if you're not even, you know, thinking about thyroid, but your your children have issues, you know, go do it. Right. Get your right. check, get your thyroid check, get your kids checked because you just never know. So Dana closed pretty well. She she left me with the she did, and I love their I love their Facebook bumps. page, Thyroid Pregnancy Book. It's a beautiful yes. page. And then the yep. thyroid uh, thyroidpregnancybook.com. There's a just a ton of information. I can't wait to scroll through this and uh, to buy the book. And, of course, you can find uh, Mary at about.com for thyroid. And you can find Dana, of course, at Hypothyroid Mom, another wealth of information for pregnancy and pre-pregnancy and just all things. Uh, just two amazing women. How fortunate were yep. we today? Yes, so wonderful. And I, you know, had the privilege to meet Mary a couple months ago and she is she is wonderful and uh soon hope to meet Dana and and you someday maybe we'll meet <laughs> how funny it's going right. to happen you know it it's going to happen it's going to time right okay we trust the journey that's right <clears throat> okay guys thank you this is um you know we do this for you thank you so much uh we we wouldn't be here without you and uh we really appreciate it we also appreciate you sharing your Thyroid Thriver story, and if you have, you know, especially since today's show was all about pregnancy and fertility and all of that, if you have a story with us, uh, you know, we'd love to share it so that you can make other feel, other, others feel, you know, not so alone and, and uh, you know, like people understand. So if you've got a pregnancy thyroid driver story, send it to us. Awesome. And be sure to check out Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. Just lovely, healthy, synthetic, preservative-free and care keep you well even through your pregnancy absolutely all natural and good for you all the way through <laughs> make sure <laughs> through and through. to um, follow us on, <laughs> through it really through and through i mean 
you know, if you want to have a healthy baby and you're doing all this work, you also got to pay attention to, to what you're putting on your body. And sure. uh, we've just made these with, with love and light so that you can have some wonderful smelling good things still and that are good for you and your baby. And packaged so. in glass. That's super important. That's packaged right. in glass. No BPA. Oh, definitely. That's right. We have a Facebook group. Hoshies and Graves support. We always add the uh, upcoming guests and uh, lots of information there, so just check that out. And, of course, we're on all the social media, so you can find us anywhere. And, of course, Dana and I, we close the show with this every time. It becomes more and more important and more evident, but we always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you. If you are not feeling well, you need to get some answers. You need to go and, and be an advocate for yourself. And you know, if your doctor's not being participant, fire them. Or I absolutely love Mary, and, I, and she brought it up again today, where if they're, not, if they're going to refuse to test, then make them sign a letter that says that they are going to refuse to test. And, you know, a lot of times that's just enough incentive for them to do it properly. So, but make sure to always, always, always listen to your own body. It's not a one pill and you're done, right? It's up and down and all over the place. And it's your body and you need to pro, pro, be proactive for yourself. And and nobody nobody is the same, which makes us makes the world you know such a wonderful place. We're all unique, beautifully made individuals, and so what is going on with you is not going on with the next person. So there is no one right. pill. There really is no, no one, one size way. fits all. No one protocol. No. One no so listen to your body. <laughs> Embrace the uniqueness right? of yourself. That's Embrace right. the That's you. Right. Embrace the you of you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my god, we're so much okay. today. We're silly, I know. Fabulous, fabulous women and uh you know, thank you for joining us. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation Gringatica from Costa Rica. And Tiffany Milan, it's a grateful garden. Bringing the e collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks guys, see you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.